Friday on Locked On Anaheim Ducks. The Coyotes won a playoff series for the first time in eight years. A preview of the next round of games and what the heck happened on Friday? All of this on today's Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I still can't believe what happened. Can you believe this? Can you believe what happened? I cannot believe what happened on Friday. That was some insane hockey played from every team that played. There were six elimination games. Six of them. First time that happened since the 1980s. But welcome everyone to Locked on Anaheim Ducks. Brought to you by rockauto.com. I'm your host Jason J.D. Hernandez. Joining you on this roller coaster ride of emotions through the National Hockey League's playoff qualifiers. I, I can't believe Okay, for those of you that missed it, there were six games on Friday. All of them were elimination games. All of them were game fours where someone was leading the series two games to one. And to say the least, we had some of the wackiest and best hockey that have been played pretty much all season. So if you were a fan of hockey and you didn't watch it, man, you missed out. Uh, before we get into it, just a reminder that you can like, comment, subscribe, rate, all that good stuff. Please be sure to subscribe if you really like the show. And also make sure to uh, drop us a comment on our Twitters at LO underscore Ducks and my personal Twitter at StimpyJD. Uh, okay, let's get right into the Coyotes action on Friday. They went into Friday's game leading the best of five series Two games to one against the Nashville Predators of all people. The Coyotes were underdogs. Ha, you see Coyotes underdogs. Ha, ha, ha. Anyway, so the Coyotes had a 2-1 advantage on the strength of some fantastic goaltending from Ontario Reign legend Darcy Kemper. Yeah, you heard that right. Ontario Reign legend. I'm going all the way back to the ECHL days, guys. Not just an Ontario Reign legend, but an Orlando Solar Bears legend. For those of you that like the Orlando Solar Bears, shout out to you, Jesse. Let's get right into the game itself. Yeah, this was a weird one. It started off in the first period just like any other first period of the series. The Coyotes actually getting out in front. This first goal came on the heels of Michael Grabner having a nice wrister on a great assist from Oliver ekman Larson to put the Yotes up one nothing. I'm sorry, I shouldn't call them the Yotes. They were wearing those sweet throwback jerseys. So I'm going to call them the Kachinas, at least until the end, because I love these jerseys. These are some of the best throwbacks ever made. So the Kachinas got off to a fast start. Phil Kessel had a wicked slap shot from about the corner, and that put the Coyotes up 2-0 early in the second. And then things got really wacky in the second. That's where all the scoring happened. Phil Kessel scored about a minute in. Then Duchesne got a nice tip in on a power play and this was a penalty that the Coyotes definitely want back because Nicholas Jalmerson uh, got called for hooking and that literally resulted in a power play goal to make it two to one then Victor Arvidsson tied the game just mere minutes later we're not even halfway through the second period and it's already tied two to two so things get a little tense we get a lot more heavy hitting a lot more hard hits, a lot more shots from the Nashville Predators. Through two periods, the shots on goal were 31-20 to 20 in favor of the Nashville Predators. Darcy Kemper was getting worked and worked hard. 
He's allowed 15 shots, 16 shots, so why not 17 shots in the third period, right? Yeah, you heard that right. 15, 16, 17. Darcy Kemper did an admirable job in the third period. Yeah, it got tense, folks. Only four and a half minutes into the third period on what I consider some great, tic- not tic-tac-toe passing, but some great cross-ice passing. Clayton Keller to Oliver ekman Larson to Jordan Osterley. And Jordan put that puck away to put the Coyotes up 3-2. to two, And all of a sudden, all of a sudden, they're 15 and a half minutes away from punching their ticket officially into the playoffs. And that's when Nashville really began pumping the shots in. Arizona got off to the fast start as far as shots on goal in that third period. They were the aggressors. Then they still played the aggressors, but then they had to play to defense because Nashville was putting the puck all over the net. So I've counted 48 shots for the Nashville Predators. I'm sorry, I should say 47 shots because on that 48th shot, right, as it looked like Arizona was going to put them away, yeah, with a six on five, right off the faceoff, ones by Michael Granlin, that went off to his teammate Ellis. Then Philip Forsberg, Philip Forsberg from the left dot, gets a snapshot right on the tape, right on the money, over the shoulder of Darcy Kemper to tie the game with just over 30 seconds left in regulation. And all of a sudden, the winds come off the sails. And you hear this on all from all the Arizona faithful. My God, they came this close, this close to pulling through in regulation. But on that 48th shot, the game is tied 3-3. to So they went to overtime. And in that overtime, five and a half minutes, actually exactly 527 into overtime, Vinny Henestroza got it right towards the net. And there was a streaking Brad Richardson coming right in front of the net to put it away. His first shot was missed. Didn't quite go in. But on the rebound, on the rebound, Brad Richardson, the former LA King. Yeah, the former LA King, believe it or not. He scores the game-winning goal in overtime, the series-winning goal, and the playoff-clinching goal in overtime. One of the more dramatic moments in Coyotes history as they go on to defeat the Natural Predators 4-3 in overtime and win the best of five series three games to one. Believe it or not, the Arizona Coyotes for the first time since 2012 advance in a round. Congrats to the Coyotes. Congrats to the organization. It has been a long time coming for them and the mighty underdogs pulled through against the Nashville Predators, sending the Predators into today's draft lottery. Wow. Wow. Can you believe all that happened? And that was only one game on that Friday. We'll get to the other games momentarily, but first, I want to quickly tell you about rockauto.com, which has all the parts your car will ever need. Whether you're looking for car parts for your Ford, your Toyota, your Chevy, your old school cars. Maybe you drive Saturns. Maybe you drive Geos. I don't know. Maybe you drove a Monte Carlo. Maybe you drive a Buick and you're going cross country right now. 
then rockauto.com has all the parts for you. So in the how did you hear about us box, tell them that Locked On sent you. They've been family owned and operated for over two decades and their prices are consistently lower than those big box stores. So once again, that is rockauto.com. All the parts your car will ever need. Coming up after the first intermission, we're going to talk about the rest of the wacky Friday. I still can't believe that all happened on Friday. Yeah, you can't believe it. Yeah, they can't believe it either. We'll talk about those games and the Game 5 that took place on Sunday, as well as the Round Robins. Stay locked in. Welcome back to Locked On Anaheim Ducks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where we're still talking about the Arizona Coyotes. As I've mentioned on this podcast before, we have no Coyotes podcast on the network. So I'm, I guess, pinch hitting for that, kind of being the de facto person for the Coyotes for multiple reasons. Uh, Just a couple things I want to bring up that I didn't bring up on the last segment. Uh, First, we have a special guest on the third and fourth final segment of today's podcast where I will be joined by a special guest who you know and love that has been on this podcast multiple times. We're going to give our predictions for the official first round of the playoffs. And yeah, our predictions for the first round didn't quite go as well as we would have liked. One other thing I want to point out, Darcy Kemper had 49 saves on 52 shots, 49 saves. That is among the top goalies to ever win a series. So 49 saves. Great job, Darcy Kemper. His playoff stats so far in four games played, he has a 277 goals against and a 933 save percentage. The goals against is pretty good, but that save percentage though, 933 is very impressive. All right, so let's go over the other games quickly since the last segment is going to be a long one, folks. One series that ended actually Five series ended on Friday, one did not. The Islanders defeated the Panthers 5-1 in their Game 4, winning that series three games to one. The Montreal Canadiens stunned the hockey world as the number 12 seed, defeating the Pittsburgh Penguins, shutting them out, in fact, 2-0. Carey Price got the shutout on this game, and the Penguins are out, believe it or not. Another 12-5 series, this one was a close one, And it was all up to the goalies for a while. And then Dominic Kubelik scored the game-winning goal in the third period. The Blackhawks defeated the Oilers 3-2. And they won their best of five series three games to one. I will admit, neither Sarah nor myself... Oh, I just spoiled it for you. But yeah, neither Sarah nor myself had the 12 seeds winning those series. We both had the Pens and we both had Edmonton winning those series. So those were pretty shocking that two 12 seeds won those series. The Vancouver Canucks. By the way, shout out to my boy Justin Morissette from Locked on Canucks. Stayed up till 3 a.m. or at the radio station celebrating the fact that the Vancouver Canucks won in overtime over the Minnesota Wild by a final score of 5-4. to four. They won their series three games to one. This is the first series win for Vancouver in nearly a decade. So congrats to the Vancouver Canucks on that one. And the craziest game by far that Friday night took place in Toronto, 
where the Toronto Maple Leafs had their backs completely against the wall against the Columbus Blue Jackets. So on Thursday's game, Toronto had a 3-0 lead and blew it. And this was when Elvis Merzilkins came in relief. He came in relief and pitched a shutout against the Maple Leafs. So the Leafs were up 3-0, blew that lead, and then lost 4-3 to the Columbus Blue Jackets. So Toronto was against the wall. Well, guess what? The exact reverse of that happened. Columbus got off to a fast 3-0 lead on goals from Cam Atkinson, Vladislav Gavrikov, and Boone Jenner. It was 3-0 for the first 56 minutes of the game. You heard that right, 56 minutes. And then everything happened. Willie Nylander scored with about four minutes left, making it 3-1. to All right, so the shutout's over. By the way, the Maple Leafs pulled their goalie with about five minutes left, so they were playing extremely desperate hockey because their season was literally on the line. So Willie scored. And then about a minute later, John Tavares makes it 3-2. to Okay, now it's interesting. With about five minutes left, you know, the commentators were riding off the Maple Leafs. They were saying it was over. They're already assuming Columbus is moving on. That's fine. And they were already lamenting the fact that there may not be any game fives. So after that first goal, okay, shutout's over. After that second goal, which was kind of a fluky goal. Huh. Okay. This is interesting. My mention starts to blow up a little bit. The Twitter chat that myself and many of the locked on hosts are a part of we were starting to wonder can this really happen well believe it or not with about 22 and a half seconds left zach hyman on a massive scramble in front of the net tied the game at three goals apiece so toronto came all the way back from three nothing they came back from the abyss to tie the game and then on a power play 13 minutes into overtime Austin Matthews got the game-winning goal from the right side, and that gave the Maple Leafs an improbable 4-3 victory. What the heck happened there? A complete collapse of the Columbus Blue Jackets, and you got to think, Toronto had all, all the momentum going into Game 5, right? Uh, No, not exactly, because Game 5 took place Sunday night. It was the final game of this qualifier and the blue jacket stomped him. Yeah, it wasn't close. The Maple Leafs got shut out three to nothing and Toronto fans were still believing that Toronto could make a comeback. Even three minutes left. Nope. Didn't happen. So the blue jackets ended up winning the game three, nothing. They win the series in five. So we will get to the playoff matchups in the third segment. First, let's go over some round Robin games that took place on Saturday and Sunday. On Saturday, the Vegas Golden Knights defeated the Avalanche 4-3 in overtime. And guess what? With about 15 seconds left, it was Alex Tuck with the game winner. And the other game, yeah, Philly curb stomped the Tampa Bay Lightning 4-1. So Vegas is the one seed. Colorado's the two seed in the West. The Flyers with the victory goes up to the number one seed. And Tampa Bay is the number two seed. And finally, on Sunday, the Washington Caps beat the Bruins 2-1. Man, the Bruins look awful. And on the latter game, the Dallas Stars came back 
and beat the St. Louis Blues, the defending Stanley Cup champions, 2-1 in a shootout. St. Louis dominated the game for the first 59 minutes. And then they let their guard down. And then it was Joe Pavelski with the game-tying goal with just about 30 seconds left in regulation. And then guess what? St. Louis lost in the shootout. Yeah, so good for Dallas, I guess. They get the number three seed. We'll see how that goes because they have to play the Calgary Flames. I don't know. I don't know about that series. So those are all the games that took place over the weekend. Yeah, Friday was just completely wild. Coming up after the second intermission, we're going to have Sarah Avampado joining us to give her predictions. And we'll share our predictions on the upcoming first round. Once again, this is Locked on Anaheim Ducks, presented by rockauto.com. Stay locked in, folks. Welcome back to Locked on Anaheim Ducks, presented by rockauto.com, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, and I am joined by a very special guest. You know her, you love her. She's always too sexy for any podcast. She's the partial host of Locked On NHL. It's once again Sarah Avampado from Locked On LA Kings, our favorite frenemy. Sarah, how about them hockey? I I am super team chaos and I want more. I want more chaos. Before we get into our predictions and schedule and such, how did you like the chaos on Friday that ensued? I thought it was great. I I thought that it was one of those things where, you know, of course, nothing was going to go as easy as as possible. And, you know, I I think all of us watching who were even rooting a little bit for the Blue Jackets, you know, got got a little too big for our britches, as my grandma might say, (laughs) and started kind of imagining the, 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 you know, elimination and I was prepared to be like goodbye former Kings that were in the playoffs and then the the Blue Jackets uh leafed basically and 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 lost the game and I I feel like it would have been a shame if none of those series went the full five games and so of course the one with the most potential I think for chaos went the full five like at least one of them went the distance and uh I'm always super like for the Leafs no matter what the outcome is uh there's always just going to be Leafs Twitter is just like eating itself so you know no matter what was going to happen with that series um especially once that game happened on Friday you just knew you were in for a good time of uh just watching Leafs fans self-destruct <laughs> I mean, we still have the draft lottery later today. There still could be chaos if Toronto oh, gets that number one. <laughs> the the team neither of us want to Ugh. see get the number one pick. If you guys remember that podcast, good for you. All right. So we have some... Well, first off, let's go over each of the series quickly. We have number one, Las Vegas versus number 12, Chicago. Number two, Colorado versus number 11, Arizona Kachinas. Number three, Dallas versus the number eight, Calgary Flames. And number four, St. Louis versus number seven, Vancouver Canucks. And I talk about the Canucks. I will just say, got to give a special shout out to Justin Morissette from Locked on Canucks, who stayed on the radio till three in the morning on Friday night after the Canucks clinched their qualifier. Uh, Sarah, I know you didn't call, but I did call. 
Wasn't that a fun series too, the Vancouver one? That was, and I feel like those are all really good games, and I think a lot of people underestimated Vancouver and now are maybe kind of sitting up and taking notice of them uh, because they, they got out of that series. Yeah, a couple former kings there as well, or three former kings. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. On the East, here's the matchups. Number one, Philly versus number 12, Montreal Habs. Number two, Tampa Bay Lightning versus the aforementioned Columbus Blue Jackets, although the Jackets blew a 3 nothing lead. Ah, see, wordplay there. <laughs> number three, Washington versus number seven, uh, New York Fishermen or the Islanders. And number four, Boston versus number six, Carolina. Take warning. So let's start with the Eastern Conference first for no particular reason. And let's start with the one up top. Number one, Philadelphia versus the Montreal Canadiens. I will go first on this one because I'm pretty confident in my pick. Actually, no, it should be ladies first. It should always be ladies first. I will be a gentleman here. So the floor is yours. All right. For this one, I went with Philadelphia in six. All right. (laughs) We kind of agreed on that. I went Philadelphia in five. I think they're too good of a team. They have too much firepower there. Yeah. I'm really excited, though, to see the, like, uh, Carter Hart versus Carey Price matchup. I'm I'm a big fan of, you know, veteran goalie and, you know, young, hot rookie goalie. And that narrative, I think, will be uh, really exciting. And it it could be a, a goalie battle for both teams. So that'll be fun to watch. There is another narrative there. I forgot who tweeted this, but uh, one of the bubble writers pointed out that Carey Price was the idol for Carter Hart. Even better. (laughs) That shows you how old Carey Price is. Oh, gosh. I know. We're pulling our gray hairs out. We're we're both (laughs) fairly young. We don't have gray hairs. All right. Next, we have number two, Tampa Bay Lightning versus number nine, the Columbus Blue Jackets. I'm going to shock you here. I'm going to go Columbus in seven. I don't think Tampa Bay fully learned their lesson. (laughs) Want to know something wild? Don't tell me. I have Columbus in seven, too. (laughs) Why do you have Columbus in seven? Uh, Same reason. I don't think that Tampa fully learned their lesson. I think that they looked okay, but not great in their round-robin play. I don't think any of the round-robin teams looked particularly good, except for maybe Philadelphia, um, at least in the East. And I I just, I think that, you know, the the same reason that Tampa struggled last year with the Blue Jackets, I think they'll struggle again. Um, And I I don't know. I, I just don't, I don't have... The, the faith in them, they had such a rough year. They didn't look like they were a playoff bound team for quite some time. And at least the only thing that gave me pause was like coming into this, that like they, they all know it's basically the same team from last year for, for Tampa. Like they all know what happened, mm-hmm. but I don't know that it's going to be enough to actually change uh, the outcome. So I am, going with the underdog on that one. The other main reason to your point is we still don't know the exact status of all-star defenseman, Victor Hedman, who obviously was hurt during this series and he's been laboring in general while being in the bubble. So I don't know how Tampa Bay can recover without their all-star defenseman. And honestly, he's one of those players that makes that team go. So if you don't have Victor Hedman at a hundred percent, that's going to cause some harm to that team in general. I don't see them getting out of this round. I really don't, which I guess will make me feel better because 
That's exactly what I predicted would happen all the way back in September. I said Tampa would blow it in the playoffs. <laughs> Again. All right. We have number three, Washington versus the Islanders. And I just have Washington in seven. That's going to be a fun series to watch. Yeah, I put that one as Washington in six. And that one was tough for me. That was the last one that I was able to, like, come up with a prediction for. One of my friends on Twitter called it the Trots Bowl <laughs> because it is, <laughs> you know, Barry Trotz's new team versus Barry Trotz's old team. And it's kind of a coin toss for me. Um, I won't be surprised if the Islanders manage to kind of grit it out and, and win. But I think that Washington still has the firepower. And as long as, you know... Ovechkin gets to do whatever he wants. Uh, you know, I, I think that it's just going to be hard to get past them. But I won't be surprised if it goes the other way right. because they're two very interesting teams. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Number four, Boston Bruins versus number six, Carolina Hurricanes. I went with Carolina in six. Oh and God. largely because Boston looked terrible in the round robin. They didn't win a single game. Um, I just, unless Boston has a real quick, like, oh, we suddenly care and are good again. I think the Carolina finally gets, gets the rematch from last year and comes out on top. I have the exact same prediction. I really have Carolina in six. (laughs) And I wrote that down with confidence too. Mm -hmm. Wow. Great minds think alike and watch us both be wrong again. Yep. All right. Probably, but you know. Yeah. I'm rooting for him. On to the conference we are more familiar with, the Western Conference. I'm going to start with number four, St. Louis, versus number seven, Vancouver. I have the Vancouver Canucks in six games. I have this as a pretty decent upset because St. Louis has not looked good in the bubble at all. And like you said, Vancouver is one of those teams that has impressed me more than I thought they would during this round. I think their offense is clicking. Their their clutch play is going to help them in the long run. If you get into an overtime between St. Louis and Vancouver, give me Vancouver every time. Yeah, I had Vancouver in six. Are you and, serious? You know, I, I think that... I'm I'm very serious. I can even send you a screenshot of my list. <laughs> I can send you a picture too, but yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that, you know, Vancouver, like, like like you said, like is a team that a lot of people still have doubts on, but they have so many good young players. Jacob Markstrom is a, a very underrated goalie, uh, you know, until he was injured and took some time away from the team. I know he had uh, a death in his family. Like he, he is someone who I think that had he played the whole season at the level that, you know, at his best level could have been the conversation for the Vezina and just, you know, is very overlooked by a lot of people. And they beat Minnesota fairly easily. And Minnesota is, for as much as I find the Wild, you know, not a team that I am thrilled to have to think about very much, uh, (laughs) they are very good defensively usually. And I, I think that the fact that they were able to hold Minnesota and and get them out get out of that series I I think bodes well for Vancouver in the future and um yeah like St. Louis like we said like didn't look particularly great in in the bubble uh in the round robin games I don't necessarily remember watching them and being like ah yes there's you know Vladimir Tarasenko scoring eight goals or whatever like I just not impressed so Vancouver all right uh we have yeah have Vancouver in six as well I mean, yeah. Number three, Dallas. Number eight, Calgary Flames. 
I will go first on this one. This one was a literal toss-up for me because Dallas looked awful on the round robins. They had no business winning Sunday morning. None. They shouldn't have won that. Calgary dispatched of Winnipeg very quickly, for better or worse. I think it's going to be Calgary in seven. That's who I have. I didn't want to pick Calgary last time either, but I did because they still have some great young talent. They have some big bodies. Why are you laughing? (laughs) You'll see. Oh, no. Okay, go ahead. (laughs) I have Calgary, but in six. Oh, my gosh. Uh, And this one was kind of... It was kind of a toss up too, but I like you like you said, like Dallas did not look particularly good. Dallas had trouble scoring in the round robin games. Um and, and they I, I just don't if they had trouble scoring against those teams, like I I just don't I don't just I just don't see it. I don't I also like had a really hard time caring about this matchup when I was thinking about it. Like my brain just kept making me think about other stuff instead of this matchup. Um but I, I think that Calgary plays just such a, a physical, pesty game that it's going to be really easy to get Dallas off of whatever stride they can get because Dallas also has a good handful of guys who may not respond well to, you know, Matt Kachuk. I do really want to see the inevitable, like, Matt Kachuk versus Corey Perry dust-up that will happen. I do want to see that, but I, I, I think the Calgary takes this one. See, me being a host of Locked on Anaheim Ducks, they would want to see Corey Perry beat the ever-loving crap out of Matthew Kachuk. And I think even the Kings fan I base mean, would be okay with that, right? Same. <laughs> like, I am okay with that. Like, I, you know, I, I have no love for Corey Perry, but he's he's gone now. He's not a duck anymore. And I have, like, extra no love for Matt Kachuk. So uh, on this one, like... Yes, have your way, Corey Perry. Like, have fun. <laughs> so we share the exact same thoughts on that one. <laughs> wow. All right. I'm going to leave a particular series for last. Number one, <laughs> Vegas versus number 12, Chicago. Uh, I'm sorry, but I have Vegas and five in this one. They're, they just looked way too good in the round robin games. They are very overpowering with their front two lines. I have in five. I have Vegas in six. Right. Uh, I, I think that Chicago might give them a little bit of, of fuss, but Chicago has only beat Vegas once in ever. <laughs> and I, I don't think that – I think there's going to be an interesting narrative between these two teams with um, Robin Leonard in net for Vegas. But I just – Chicago won over Edmonton because Edmonton is like a tire fire. <laughs> and I don't think that Vegas is going to be quite as easy to to roll over. I put out a tweet um, late Sunday. And if you want to vote on this, you could check out my personal Twitter at CBJD. And I simply said, what's more embarrassing? Is it more embarrassing that Edmonton lost in Edmonton? That Toronto lost in Toronto or something else? And so far, what's, so far it's overwhelmingly... The Leafs losing in Toronto, (laughs) although Edmonton losing in their home city is quite embarrassing as well. All right, so I left this series for last for reasons. I will have you go first on this one. Number two, Colorado versus number 11, the Arizona Coyotes slash Kachinas. 
Who do you have in this series? This one kind of hurt when I had to make the decision, but I went with Colorado in six. All right. But I won't be surprised. Arizona has already proved me wrong once. They proved us both wrong. I kind of hope they do it. Yeah. And I kind of hope they do it again. And I'm partially covering the Coyotes now. Still, we still have no Coyote cells, do we? Hint, hint. If you're out there and you like the Coyotes, get at us. Yeah. I mean, if you're not going to join us in this round, you have until December. I went Colorado in seven games. Arizona proved themselves to be a very viable team in this postseason. They were very impressive shutting down that Nashville offense. And a lot of that has to do with their world-class goalie and someone that you should get behind because he's been impressive, Sarah. Darcy Kemper, the Ontario Reign legend. I use that term loosely. Yeah, we had both. But... We had Ontario Reign legend Darcy Kemper, and we had former Los Angeles Kings Stanley Cup winning Brad Richardson scoring that game-winning, game-winning goal. That was you amazing. Know? Like, <laughs> I loved it. It was the ugliest goal I've ever seen. See, neither of us are in a press box during this pandemic, <laughs> so we can cheer sometimes, right? Right? I can have as many opinions as I want. I'm just sitting on my couch with my cat. So with my I'll, cats. <laughs> I'll admit this. I was cheering when he scored that goal. I was cheering. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, Brad Richardson, go, man. I was like, go, Kachinas. That was that was an awesome one to watch. Yeah, it was. But I think Colorado has way too much firepower there. I think they have the MVP in the league. I think they have tremendous goaltending, great defense. They have... Kel McCarr on defense, who should win all the awards. <laughs> they have Nathan McKinnon, who should win awards. They, they have an award-winning offense. And honestly, I thought they could have beaten Vegas in that round-robin game on Saturday, but didn't. But I still have Colorado in seven. It's gonna be a, that's going to be a fun series to watch with the Desert Dollars versus the Mountain Climbers. You see where I'm going with this. Do you see where I'm going, Sarah? <laughs> I do. <laughs> so I put out a PSA on my personal Twitter. I'm only going to go off script for a minute here before we wrap up. So on Saturday, I'll admit I didn't watch any hockey live. I watched it all later that night on NHL Network. I have climbed a few of the mountain peaks in Southern California in the area. And Saturday, I climbed Mount Baldy. I climbed it up there in about three and a half hours which is pretty fast. I made it down in four and a half hours. You know why, Sarah? Why? Because people were not prepared for the mountain. I actually had to save a family that was lost up there and had to get them down, drive them down to Baldy Restaurant myself. So even though they were very, very grateful, like I was happy to help them out. But please, if you're going to climb any of the SoCal mountains, this goes for everyone listening to the Anaheim Ducks and Los Angeles Kings podcast, all of you in Southern California. If you want to climb Baldy, climb Ontario Peak, Cucamonga Peak, Baden-Powell, even Mount Wilson, some of those long hikes, at least bring water, bring a snack at the very least. Come prepared. That's all I'm saying. Just be prepared, guys. Don't have me come save your ass time and time again. All right, that's been my TED Talk. And we're going to wrap things up with that. (laughs) Ah, I had to go off. I'm sorry. It's a worthy PSA. Yes, very much so. All right. Uh, Sarah, we've talked for a while there, so we didn't disagree on any picks, did we? 
I don't think so. No. I think that the, some of the numbers were off, but overall, over yeah, I think all we're good. eight series we picked the same. So we're either gonna celebrate together or go go down in flames together, just like Calgary. <laughs> but we'll see. See, we okay. went for Calgary, but we secretly hope they lose. <laughs> all right, I really do. Sarah, where can everyone find you on the socials? Where can they find your podcast? And where can they find your new newsletter? Please tell everyone Ooh, about yeah. that. Yeah, I, I have to plug you on that. I have to. Nice. So I am on Twitter at right said Sarah. That's W R I T E said Sarah with an H. Locked on Los Angeles Kings is on Twitter at locked on LA Kings. Locked on NHL is at locked on NHL. Both shows can be found, of course, wherever you find your podcasts. You may have to type in locked on locked on Los Angeles Kings because the Sacramento Kings ruin everything for me. Uh, and I have just recently launched a newsletter. So if you like learning about the Kings in written form, uh, or if you don't like learning about the Kings, but just like hearing some slightly irreverent takes on hockey, uh, you can do that by going to line to the throne and subscribing. It is free for everyone to go and hit that big subscribe button. Uh, if you, can't spell or I don't enunciate well enough, you can go to my Twitter and it is the pinned post. So you can go find it there and uh, come learn about the Kings with me as we enjoy the fact that they're not playing hockey forever. Hey, same with the Anaheim Ducks. They're not playing in forever either, which means I should probably take up writing myself. I haven't done that in a long time, by the way. So I don't know. Anyway, uh, you can find my podcast. <laughs> You're listening to my... What am I saying? You're listening to my podcast right now. I'm <laughs> off the rails now. I think it's time for a drink after we're done here. Uh, you can find this podcast at Locked on Anaheim Ducks. Just ask your smart device to play Locked on Anaheim Ducks, not the Oregon Ducks. They don't ruin everything, like Sarah said, but they're still a team. They're still a collegiate program. They're out there. This is also not a podcast about the iconic NES game Duck Hunt. Uh, this is about the hockey team. <laughs> if you haven't gathered that already from the past 40 or so minutes. What am I doing? Oh yeah, Twitter. Uh, follow this show on Twitter at LO underscore Ducks. You can follow me personally at StimpyJD. That's S-T-I-M-P-Y-J-D. JD spelled the correct way. What am I saying? <laughs> And also, uh, don't forget to rate, comment, subscribe. You could hear both of our podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, uh, Prodigy, America Online, CompuServe, or whatever antiquated internet <laughs> service you find yourselves using if you still use them. Oh, man, I don't... Can I ask Jeeves? You can... <laughs> you can ask Jeeves. Of course you can ask Jeeves. What other old internet services can I bring out right now? There's some like 18 year old listening to this show. There's like an 18 year old right now listening to this show being like, what are they talking about? There are 15 year olds out there saying, what, what the heck is this? They probably don't know what Napster is. <laughs> the only reason. Oh, gosh. The only reason they might know Napster is from Justin Timberlake and the social network. And that's it. Oh, now I need a drink. <laughs> so uh, we're going to head off for now. We're going to resort to drinking. So I'll just say cheers to you, Sarah, and congrats on the newsletter. Thank you. <laughs> All right. And we're going to get our drink on, folks. So thanks a lot for tuning in. Um, I think I've 
plugged everything. So I'll just end by saying for Locked On Anaheim Ducks and Locked On LA Kings and Locked On NHL and all the awesome shows on this Locked On Podcast Network, that was Sarah Avampado. I'm Jason J.D. Hernandez uh, getting lost in his closing. So I'll just say ducks fly together. Quack, 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 because Sarah will never quack with me. It's not in my contract. Have a good night, everyone. <laughs> no, have a good day, everyone. <laughs> have a good one, everyone. <laughs>